Tales from the Tinny. In just 19 days, fishers could be cut off completely, banned from fishing up to 80% of the Territory's coastline, 6,000 kilometres, including the Mini Mini, parts of the Roper and the Lower Finnis River. After 10 years of talks and extension after extension, the NLC, seemingly frustrated with government inaction, made the threat yesterday following their full council meeting. Joe Morrison is the outgoing uh, CEO of the NLC. Joe, many are describing Fisheries Minister Ken Vowell's address as a total failure, a bit of a flop. Can you explain how we got to this situation where there seems to be a total breakdown in uh, negotiations? I think most of your listeners would know that there's been a 10-year process going on to deal with the decision in the High Court uh, known as Blue Mud Bay. Uh, that has caused a whole lot of frustration for Aboriginal people and uh, certainly in my time at the Northern Land Council, especially in the last uh, five years, we've heard a lot of that frustration and uh, one of the things I set about to do when I joined the Land Council was to uh, resolve uh, some of these matters and so here we are at a very critical junction now and requiring uh, you know, Ken to uh, provide some level of leadership. Uh, he didn't provide the level of outcome that we required at the full council uh, meeting here this week in Jabiru, but uh, we are holding hope that uh, Ken can deliver. So what are the terms that you've set with the government exactly? What are you asking of them, Joe Morrison? Well, we're asking in broad terms to uh, settle uh, with a whole range of uh, issues. What we're wanting to do is uh, ensure that the property rights that Aboriginal people have got uh, from the decision uh, are put into place in terms of a permit system that works very fluidly. We also want to make sure that uh, Aboriginal people participate in future commercial uh, activities around fishing, fishing licences and then commercial fishing to start uh, purchasing uh, entitlements in some of these fisheries that are currently occurring in the Northern Territory. So, uh, Joe, you're seeking a, a satisfactory and comprehensive response by de- uh, December the 4th. Uh, what in your book classifies as satisfactory and comprehensive? Well, a response from the Northern Territory uh, Cabinet that uh, meets the uh, expectations of the full council when it comes to the proposition that we put to them around the settlement. And we would like to start developing a plan for the uh, buyout of some fisheries, uh, but also uh, have a permit system in place that's going to be modern and efficient, uh, whilst having good uh, management uh, regimes in place. And obviously part of that is to and a commitment to update the Fisheries Act. So presumably it won't be enough for the government to just verbally say, hey, we agree to negotiate. You want them to commit to some commercial buybacks of uh, fisheries and commit to this uh, permit system and ind- more Indigenous ownership in fisheries management. Otherwise, the fisheries locked out, no one can access till at least May next year. Is that is that correct, Joe? That's correct. Does that include money you want to see on the table? Well, that's the subject of negotiation. So we also you know, want to see a commitment that the Northern Territory Government's uh, going to have some money put aside for some of the buybacks. What are TOs asking on the lower finnis in particular? What's your sense about willingness for that traditional owner group to agree to uh, permit systems or otherwise? Also the uh, Parent Islands land claim, which is uh, occurring, that's, uh, that does have some level of impact in relation to that. You know, we haven't got to uh, the lower finnis when it comes to the management planning and those sort of discussions. We have uh, prioritised uh, Manning Greta, um, Blue Mud Bay itself, and uh, right preliminaries. And uh, what's the TO's position on a permit system for wreck fish shows, Joe? Well, they're saying basically that everyone needs to get a permit. Is the door still open to that permit for wreck fish shows being a one-size-fits-all, an ongoing permit, 
at a one-off cost? That, all of that's still on the table, and I think uh, what we've heard from many traditional owners is that they don't, uh, you know, want to want to block every area, but they do want a, a system that protects their property rights, and they want to know who's on their country. And presumably, Joe, so that if someone does the wrong thing the traditional owners of that land and water have the ability to tell them to nick off and they can't come back. That is reasonable. I think, uh, you know, if anyone's on uh, anyone else's private property, you'd expect uh, uh, respect to be given and, and your visit to be uh, taken in that uh, consideration. So it, it makes no difference just because it's Aboriginal land and Aboriginal people. So if it isn't resolved by December the 4th, the full council is resolved to not allow any access until at least May when the next full council meeting's on? That's correct. Joe Morrison, outgoing CEO of the Northern Land Council. David Shirovolo is the executive officer of AFANT. Uh, David, what's at stake here for Territory Fishers? What's the worst case? Well, there's a lot at stake, and as we can see from the media release, uh, it's at stake is if they don't get a um, response from the government that um, the NLC believes is reasonable, then there could be no access at all for the next five months. There are unresolved land claims also underway on the Daly, MacArthur, Mary, Roper and Reynolds, as we chatted about earlier this year. If they're granted, then Blue Mud Bay applies to them as well, doesn't it? So they could also become part of lockouts or, or a permit system. Well, I don't think that most traditional owners we've spoken to want to lock people out, but um, it's certainly something that could be in the mix. Look, we've been very encouraged by the conversations that we've had with uh, the NLC and also directly with traditional owners. We're not hearing that they want to lock recreational fishers out, but they're frustrated. Ten years of inaction on this. One of the terms with the Territory Government is the buyback of commercial fishing licences and the handover, presumably, of the management of those licences and those resources to the TOs. Are you comfortable with that and as arrangement to secure recreational access? Well, we've only just begun to have those conversations with the NLC, but certainly there are always ways that we can improve the ways that our fisheries are managed and run, and I think a lot of fishers would have concerns around particularly things like the Barramundi fishery. Um, So there's opportunity there. I think it's pretty clear that if you're going to go to government with a proposition, whether you're the NLC or whether you're AFANT, it's better to go with something that can be accepted by the majority of stakeholders. So working together is going to be absolutely essential. But we're really calling on the government here to step up and to make sure that they can satisfy uh, that call for some commitments to negotiations uh, and, of course, um, commitments to some of the things that the NLC have asked to put on the table. Permits are inevitable, aren't they? Traditional owners want to be able to have mechanism to invite people onto their land, to know who's on their waters, and to be able to stop people from coming if they do the wrong thing. What we're saying is we need certainty underpinning that. As we can see with what's been put forward, we could be faced with five months of no access or no access into the future. That's obviously something that is unacceptable to us. So what does certainty look like? What do you mean by that? Having a settled agreement. So it may be that the traditional owners, and it is in fact the traditional owners, want to be able to have those levels of control, but that needs to be underpinned by agreements between the government, recreational fishers and the traditional owners, that if people are doing the right thing and they ask for permission, they will be able to go fishing. We, we need to be able to make sure that if people are doing the wrong thing, they're held to account. It's going to be a very small number of people. How we identify who those people are who are to be excluded. Is yeah, that's likely sense. to be trailer regos on boats or something, isn't it? Well, look, I think it's important, um, and I'm sure you guys will understand, that we need to... Um, be prepared to put these things on the table through negotiation and that's really the place to have those conversations. We start with the premise that the Bloomer Bay decision is quite clear. Traditional owners own these waters. Obviously, if we want to have certainty, then we need to have agreements underpinning 
our future access. This is a very critical time. It is an untenable position to have no access come 4th of December. The Minister knows how important this is. I, I hope he's going to step up. I think he has to. David Sharabolo, thanks for your time. Thanks. Fisheries Minister Ken Vowles, you're not going to let Christmas 18 and runoff 19 be destroyed for top-end fishers, are you? Well, g'day, guys. Uh, certainly hope not, and I'm, I'm still at the table with the uh, Northern Land Council. You know, I'm looking forward to the runoff myself, so uh, I need to make sure that I've got somebody to go and fish as well. What went wrong? I don't think it went particularly wrong. I just put forward our, uh, you know, what we're trying to achieve, and that's... Um, make sure the negotiations are open. I've still got a process to go through in regards to government. I mean, I've still got to go through a cabinet process. As you can imagine, the Northern Land Council have had their processes, so I have mine as well. But you you didn't address their demands that they put to you in June. None of those uh, specifics were addressed. Is that because you've been unable to get it through cabinet? You could obviously understand the complexities of that. There's uh, the permit system and there's also uh, the other uh, side of it where we've got to do uh, about being involved, sorry, in the fisheries and fisheries management, which uh, is, uh, involves a lot of the federal government and the Commonwealth government involved in this. They sorry. want money on the table for the buyback and handover of commercial fishing licences. Have you put that to Cabinet? I haven't put anything to Cabinet yet. We're still putting all that together and, of course, uh, you know, there's uh, the budgetary constraints and approvals I need to get first before I take anything into Cabinet. But what I've done is uh, make sure that we're still at the table, we're still all talking. We've got the amateur fishermen there, the Seafood Council, and, you know, they're obviously big, big players. You know, Senator Scullion has put out uh, a fair while ago that uh, he's given money to the Northern Land Council for uh, buyouts of commercial fishing uh, licences, and I think uh, that's a good way for Aboriginal people, and especially part of this Blue Mud Bay negotiations, uh, to go forward and be able to participate in the fisheries management and in the fisheries. Are you now ready to accept the days of open permit, free access agreements are over? Look, it's always been a wish of government about permit free access, and that's what we've been uh, negotiating for quite some time. And on January 1, they'll bring in permit system, uh, and if we don't come to an agreement earlier, uh, they'll do that, and that's their right under the Blue Mud Bay decision. So I think uh, the reality is there will be a permit system come in because that's the decision of uh, the Northern Land Council. Will you have a decision by uh, December 4, do you think, Ken? At least to stave off a complete lockout for five months, which is the threat. The Northern Land Council are obviously flexing their muscles around this. We'll continue to uh, sit at the table with them, but you know I would not like to see uh, a complete lockout uh, before any uh, systems put in place. Well, that's what's going to happen unless you can get agreement from Cabinet and get something on the table by December the 4th. Is that going to happen or not? Oh, we know the timeframes, Tim. Um, We know the timeframes. I know the timeframes. It's my responsibility and I'm I'm very confident that'll happen.